Good Lord, it's 1.23 a.m. Saturday night at AWA 2017. This is the Awesome Cast. podcast for anything awesome i'm basil and that's uh us wait no i'm the only one from the core crew here damn it anyways okay so i had to bring in some ringers we've got jared from old takuna radio i'll be from old takuna radio there we go (laughs) we've got doug who's jared's roommate we've got jeff who's my roommate for the con yeah and also drew from akihabara renditions rock on jack tunes for life (laughs) <laughs> so we're here to talk about uh, Japanese Cartoons Week in Atlanta, in Atlanta, Georgia. Chinese Cartoons. M-E-A, E-A-T-L. That's right. Because it's easy to spell. And so, we haven't done a con report in forever. We may have had some alcohol. Slightly. A little bit. Just a little bit. Just a sip of alcohol. Excuse me, officer, what are you talking about? I hope you just made me walk the line. I can't do that so This isn't my beer. But we're known for our incredibly late night convention reports. And so this one is, no, it's no different. It absolutely is no different. Okay, so just general thoughts on the convention for now. I, I stood in line for six hours today. You know, happy to be here. This is my first awesome cast. I'm super excited. All right, Doug, what's your just general, very general, you know, AWA thoughts right now? My thoughts are just how amazingly big it has grown since I've been coming. I, I came for AWA 1 back in 95, I think, at the Castle Gate before it got bulldozed into a Walmart. <laughs> Let's talk about the tennis court covered in kudzu. <laughs> and, and the mysterious orange stain. Oh, yeah. Right before the rise of Alexander of Macedon. Uphill <laughs> both ways. But yeah, it's it's really huge now. They get lots of cool guests. I've been very amazed at the growth it's had. <laughs> Drew, thoughts? I've been coming since AWA 4. I've been an attendee, I've been a panelist, I've staffed a bunch of conventions, and this is smooth, efficient, jam-fucking-packed, and a hell of a lot of fun. Everything that the original idea was, was not. not. <laughs> except, except a hell of a lot of fun. It was a hell of a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They aired on the side of fun over things like efficiency. I mean, they burned magic cards, for fuck's sake. But and and you know what? God bless Dave for doing so. Yeah. Because fuck man. Hey. Well, at the time, it was required. Because the, the hallways were full of people trying to play magic. And it was what the one thing they found more annoying than cosplayers running through the halls. Getting all the pictures taken. Well, yeah, at, the least the, at least the fucking cosplayers and their fucking wings were from a goddamn Japanese cartoon. Well, <laughs> it, it, to be fair, it's from an age where magic was taking the world by storm. And it was sort of, I mean, even even if you were in a different fandom that was more closely related, like the D&D gamer fandom, like I, I hail from originally, you know, it was, it was this weird thing. It's like, what are these 
foreign people doing playing this card game at these tables, like, while we're trying to fucking kill orcs in a dungeon, you know, like, so, like, I, I, I guess in a way, it's sort of a countercultural thing for anime fandom to be, like, burning magic cards. But, but yeah, like, to this day, I, I still I still joke with Dave about, like, offering him magic cards, and he still looks at me like, fuck off, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, Love you, Dave. I think there's also a thing where, at the time, there was no space, dedicated space for any sort of gaming like that yes. in yeah. anime cons. And so they would play them in the hallways. Yeah. And I joke about cosplayers being annoying, but that's a momentary thing. Right. You know, yeah. they jam it temporarily, they try to take their picture, then um, and then they're gone. Whereas magic games can take up to an hour, depending on how long you play right. with yeah. your decks and stuff, and all they're doing is literally spreading out like kudzu, <laughs> you know, <laughs> out on the master. floor. Yeah. You know, nowadays, it, you don't really need it because cons can be big enough to actually have dedicated space or stuff like that. Yeah, and that's out on the tennis court. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, that's well, sure. <laughs> well, and and AWA in particular has been very grudging about broadening their scope beyond just anime, I, uh, and I think that's been a good thing because this is still, in a lot of ways, a very purely anime con. It, you know, the, the the gaming and the the non anime stuff is still kind of on the periphery of this con where. I think there there are other cons where it's it's bled over a bit more generally. And see, and half of the gaming here though too is anime games, like games that are considered like quote unquote anime, like the fighting games that you see in the arcades typically are anime. Mm-hmm. The yeah. dancing games, like you know, they're Miku, typically from Japan. Yeah. Yeah. They're coming <laughs> from Japan, so like yeah. I, I can agree with your point there too. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how much I actually. I think it's actually starting to veer in different directions. Like, for example, they have some anime voice actors and actresses, sure, but why is everyone actually here for them? It's because they're from in Overwatch. And that's why they're here. Yo, that's, uh, that, that, that's why they're here. I, well, the, Re- respectfully, yes, but also, Dalco's concert was kind of bumping, like, like, packed to the gills type oh, deal. Oh, yeah. Something Which is good. Them, yeah. As I was getting out but, of the list for I also do kind of one, but they also they also tend to get lots of Japanese fashion guests. Yes, true. Yes, not all the musical guests actually do anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah that's been, a good point. Like there have been plenty of things they have done <clears throat> to bring in guests that have nothing <laughs> to do with anime, yeah. but hey, a lot of them will still tend to gravitate to some aspect of Japanese culture. Yes, so it's fine, but it's definitely there. You know, this used to be the place you would go to in the south. To see, like you know, Japanese seiyu yeah. and creators, yeah. Yeah. and a lot of that stuff is sort of gone. Like there is now, yeah. now you, there are still Leo bright spots. Like um, my brain's blanking on his name, but the master of all things tentacles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like he's here, and that's awesome because you know he does good work, and he's apparently an amazing individual. He's, he's, a, super cool. he's really yeah. nice. He is, yeah, he is fucking funny. hilarious. Yeah, that, that's true. His English is all self-taught and very good. It's very good, yes. He's very nice. So, they're... they're but that tends to be... That, but that is actually, I think, a collaboration with, with the website Faku. You know, and now also this whole being powered by Crunchyroll, a lot of the guests that you get are now coming not from ADWA side, but from, like, these other industry folks. Yeah. 
yeah. side are bringing them in. You know, like, and I might be biased because a- anime or anime, if I'm trying to be like perfectly weak, we're good. Was you know, go for it. Uh, that was sort of my gateway into an appreciation of, in a more broader sense of Japanese culture, uh, and, and even to this day now, like, you know, anime is is a, is a facet of what I admire about Japan, but it's not the totality of it. Um, and I, I think AWA has a big part to play in the trajectory of my life to getting me to a point where I um, you know, went to live in Japan for a while and was part of the jet program and all that stuff. You know, so, I mean, if I, if I, if I look back at my life and I look at like the, the steps I took to get to that point, uh, I definitely feel like this was an influence on that. Uh, and part of that was because it, it cast a broad net uh, beyond just the animation in particular, which is extremely important, uh, but but also things like the, the street fashion, which is definitely like a, a specialty of AWA. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and just other kind of cultural assets that they focus on beyond anime here at this so yeah, like anyway, it's definitely, I think it's, it's definitely moving in different directions than they used to. Yeah. And so yeah, far, definitely. for them, so far so good. It seems to be working for them, by and large. It is packed. It is packed. It's a little too packed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree. I mean, like, yeah. This is also the home of Dragon Con too, right? Atlanta. So like. Like this is like a this is not even like like half the size of Dragon Con yet. So I I feel like it's still okay. Like I think they're situated in the right space. Yeah. There's a ton of people yeah. here. Yeah. But we're in a large hotel, large convention center that are like kind of packed together. So there's still like freedom of movement. You don't get the compressed right feeling that you get with Dragon Con, even though Dragon Con is probably what four times the size. Yeah, uh, so spread over five hotels, eighty-five, eighty-seven thousand in downtown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it really reminds me at this point, like Otakon pre-moved to DC. I agree with that. I feel like AWA at this point is at the point where it needs to move, and part of that I think will be facilitated by the fact that the Braves have just moved next door. I I, I think that will help. Um, yeah, I, I, it's gonna drive. It's gonna drive rates up and, and things like that. Um, well, I just think there'll be more, so more businesses I, taking over areas. That's entirely possible. I, I I think it's not unreasonable to think that within the next three years, AWA is going to be at something like the World Congress Center right. or something like that. Which, honestly, personally, if they move to the World Congress Center. I'm ready for that because I think that would be a great venue. It's, for it's a great venue, um, but no, it, it feels like there's there's just it feels like AWA it's now grown just to the point where I you can sort of feel like the dam starting to to give way. Yeah. You're starting to see little you know, little leaks of water starting to spring out. Agreed. Yeah, I, I have a little bit to talk about that. Like like everything is smooth, but when there's multiple big events that are like. You like coming and going in the same area. Sometimes the line management this year, it's probably through no fault of their own. Like, I, I'm gonna like wish them that, like, 
no harm or anything like that. Because, like, I love this con. This is a great con. Uh, but, like, sometimes, like, the, I couldn't figure out where a line was ending and where one was beginning. Yeah. yeah. As, yeah, as, yeah, yeah. as someone who has sat in, in lines for six hours on this Saturday that we are recording... Sometimes they readjust the lines. Completely agree with you. <laughs> um, I was very happy to get the autographs I got. Amen. Uh, but, but my God, six hours in lines for two autographs is, is a little much. Uh, so, so I hope they, they think about that going forward. But again, I mean, that might be a function of just the space they're in right now. And I, I believe that fully. Like, it, it's... When, when the big things are happening, that space is, like, a little bit more cramped than it's usually. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's hard to, like, herd that many cats out of a specific room to allow the other people to go in. And you got set-up times between stuff, too. Like, I get it. I do. Yeah. yeah. I feel like AWA is in a really interesting space growth-wise. There's been incremental and steady growth over... This is the 23rd AWA. Yeah. Um, I started out, I oh, I didn't start at the beginning. like You were close, like though. Doug. You might as well be. Yeah, I started out at AWA 2. I had homework the first one. I couldn't go. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, it, it's... And just because you were there, just because you weren't there when the lizards were coming out of the water and getting feet, doesn't mean you weren't there. There was, there was probably, there was probably three hundred people at AWA too, and 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 I will like full disclosure, like in defense of, of weeaboos everywhere, you know, like I I was that kid running around with the Boken. Excited to be at an anime con, uh, my first AWA. So, um, you know, good on all those kids that are doing that now. But, but like, just to see it grow from like the few hundred that were there my first year yeah, to, to thousands, to to tens. you know twenty five, probably thirty plus. Day, yeah, according yeah. you know according yeah. to what like Dave's latest you know kind of memo in the front of the program is remarkable and i feel like it's kind of at this at this inflection point now where it's it's really it's been at the current space for about 15 years it's grown into that space very handsomely and i think now we're seeing a point where it really needs to evolve into something you know a bit bigger it's it's not otakon big yet but i i think it feels like it could be if they had the space to comfortably accommodate people, uh, which would be cool for the South, because we need a big house. We do. And there are things like, you know, the panel rooms in the Galleria, they're kind of small. Yeah. And every single one, even though it's like the four of them, they tend to have to turn people to the door every time, just because there's just not enough room to, to fill, yeah, to fill it up. Right, and I, I think something a larger venue they could have multiple. If they had the same amount of panels, the panels were just bigger. I think it would help out a lot. Yeah, or even if they had panel rooms that were that the walls were were foldable and you could make bigger panel rooms. Oh, like uh, partitions. Yeah, yeah. Partitions. yeah. 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 When you get into the air wall stuff, well, that gets you Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, uh, coming from Arcon. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. like, like, think about this for a second. Like right now. 
you could have a concert in main programming, and you don't hear anything during a Saturday no. in the dealer's room. Yeah. Well, I mean, more importantly, you don't hear anything from the dealer's room packed full of people. Into main programming. In main yeah. programming. Right. Um, I, depending on how they play their cards with any future growth, that could be something they could do. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, so, you know, I, AWA has a very near and dear place to my heart. So, however they grow in the future, and I, I don't think, you know, if we're, if we're having another, if we're meeting up again two or three years from now, I don't think we're, we're in the same space. I think we're in somewhere very different. Um, I, I really hope that they take all that into account. I'm sure they will. Uh, but it's 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 going to be quite a transition in, into something larger where that kind of modular, modular structure is normal, but then how do you compensate for that? To make sure that you're not yeah, bleeding into some other space, into another, into another event. Yeah, yeah. But then again, you have things like Otakon moving into DC this year. Right. And I don't think any of us got to go this time. But <laughs> I didn't. I wish. But by all accounts, it seems like they transitioned pretty well. Yeah. You know, and about as best as a con in a brand new space can transition into. So I feel like the way staff is. You know, it's more the cable out to to pull off something similar. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think the staff will be fine. I think it's going to be attendees because you mentioned we AWA's been in this venue for over fifteen. Years. What feels like yeah, forever. Yeah. yeah, fifteen, sixteen years now. Yeah. And but before that, AWA moved. Every year or two, two years. Year. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. True. So it's been on, on whether or not they were invited not to return, <laughs> <laughs> or well, they, they decided to implode the fucking hotel so, because yes. of said kudzu and orange stains. Kudzu and uh, orange stains, or they said to extend the runway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, all that shit's still fucking there. <laughs> I I went there like three years ago. It's all there. Wow. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, uh, fuck Sheridan Gateway. But man, depending on where, they, like, say wow. if they move or move to the World Conference Center, yeah, MomoCon's now been there for a few years, mm-hmm. and, and so I think the general Atlanta populace there's some be, crossover. There's some crossover, and I sure. think it would not be as a harder transition than we might think, even though they have in fact been here. Almost half of the life at this point. Yeah, yeah. but, I, but I, are, I, I think in aggregate, absolutely to your point, Basil. I, I I think that they will thrive in a space like the Wall Congress Center. To your point, Drew, I, I think that there will be a little bit of tension between like the olds that have been there a long time and then like new people that haven't had the chance to come in because they don't want to drive all the way to North Atlanta to come to a con- convention for whatever reason. I, I think there will be some tension between trade-off there. Yeah. But um, I think in aggregate, I, I think it's a good move. And I kind of hope that AWA moves more into the center of Atlanta as it grows. Yeah. I, I think that's the rightful place for it, honestly. I, I want to see it be the other big <coughs> convention with it and DragonCon sort of, you know, Bookending at the Atlanta Convention. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree it could be a good move, and I agree 
I agree also that like it's a learning curve for some people. Absolutely. And it and it's you can overcome learning curves, right? Sure. You can teach yeah, yeah. people like I had to learn how the Galleria was laid out at one point or another because I'd never fucking been here. Right, right. Just yeah. the fact now the fact is like I know where most everything is because I've been doing this for sixteen yeah. years. Yeah. I had to learn the Sheridan Gateway, I had to learn Century Center, I had to learn every other fucking uh, place that uh, AWA has been before they came to the Galleria. Yeah. I think where the resistance is gonna be, not from the olds like Doug and I and Basil and everybody, but I think it's gonna be the people that have been coming here for six, seven, eight years, right? Yeah, I, you know, I've been coming to AWA for a long time. Yeah. And it's always been the gallery of Waverly. It's still a little new to me. Yeah. Yeah, like I, it's like I, the five year olds that are now like in college or even the ones that <laughs> were like that, that started out in high school and are now in their thirties. See, and I, I can actually speak to that. <laughs> my my first AWA was like two thousand seven, but I didn't come again until two thousand ten. And I've been coming regularly every year after that. Like, I think that this place is kind of like a chrysalis. Like, this is where, like, it's growing. And, like, That's if an they, interesting analogy. Well, no, because if they I if like they move somewhere else, that they can spread their wings a little bit more. I agree. Have yeah, more agree. space, add more right. people, add more amazing things. Yeah. Because they've, they've done a pretty admirable job constantly growing into the gallery. They, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They grew into the space that was available exactly. to, and, to them. And and, and let's, let's be clear, for, for those... Those listeners that might not be, you know, from the South, like, for for us Southern weeaboos, like, <laughs> AWA is, is Mecca. Like, that is that is the place we all pilgrimage to. Mm-hmm. It is, it is yeah. where... It's kind of like the, the anime con in Southeast, or the, or the anime con. Yeah, no, yeah. this is the flagship. I mean, yeah. we, we, a lot of us that do crap now in the fandom like a lot of us cut our teeth being stupid little kids like me back before weeaboo was a word that were running around the holiday end in like norcross or wherever awa2 was where next door that burger king that's all i remember no that was down uh, that was down on the uh, south side of 285 near the airport see this is yeah, this is why Doug is like a living memory source. <laughs> the management changed. That's why we couldn't go back for two. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't blame them given what we did it to. But um, you know, like this is this is our this is like the fulcrum around which Southern anime fandom kind of kind of gathered. So it was either this or Asen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but this was, I mean, this was the ancient way, man. Mm-hmm. Like, this was, this was primordial time. So, I mean, we talk about this like it's a big deal if it moves, but to Southern anime fans, it really is. So just, I want to throw that in there for context. All right, well, at this point, we're going to take a break, and then we're actually talking about the actual two days we've actually existed at this con. <laughs> Who cares about Sunday? <laughs> Sunday's been... It's going to be a Final Fantasy concert. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. But, so, that, you know that. But uh, we're going to take a break and come back with Friday, AWA.
And we're back, talking about Friday. Or actually, I think it should be Thursday. That's because it's now a, quote, yeah. four-day con. NWA has, has leveled up into a four-day con. Let's call it three and a half, seriously. But yeah, pretty much. To be you know, honest. This is really, I, I blame Dave Merrill entirely. Because he decided to start doing the Super Fun Sale. Yep. And then they realized that they were stuck, which was his idea for something neat in the room they weren't going to be using just yet. They had it. So it made a lot of sense because they were setting things up up in other rooms. So let's do this to give the Congo or something to do. Is is this the first year that they really decided to seize upon the idea that, hey, since Dave is like doing a garage sale in one big ballroom, Let's do panels in the other rooms. Is this the no, first year? No, no, no. This, this, this year or three years. Last year? They did. Yeah, and I think even but the year before. A lot of the, yeah. A lot of the, yeah, a lot of the panels that they had last year were a bunch of one-on-one panels. Okay, I've just ignored them to go to Super Happy Fun Cell because that is really good. Because, yeah. because I remember I was one of the first test subjects as a panelist where they, well, I think, I think it might have been actually Jason Merrill and hey, we're thinking about doing stuff on Thursday. Can... Can we use your stuff on Thursday? At least one of the, one of your things. And I said sure. And I was that was one of, and I, so I was one of the first Thursday panelists. And then the next year they they also tried to post more one one, but also some yeah. guest stuff too. Jason, um, the snappily dressed mayor. Oh yeah, always. God always. Rest, well, he's still alive, but <laughs> bless you, but, sir. Yes, this is if you're listening. They're they're, they're ramping sure. more and more up on this, and yeah. so it's sort of more a Thursday night than the rest of the. Which is kind of scary because as anime cons go, you don't have that many that are really four days. I don't know what it is. The South, I guess we're like, just fucking make a Mardi Gras every goddamn thing, man. Hell. <laughs> like, just, just everything. Because Dragon Con's Get already... Get some need. Show us your anime! Dra- Dragon Con has already, like, given up and said, okay, on a Thursday's an official day, like, we're doing it. And then, like, now NWA is like, Thursday's a thing, we're doing it. So eventually we're going to have... September is going to be just a month of rebels in the South, where we just be nerds for an entire month. And, but is that a bad thing? I'm pretty sure that MomoCon also does the four-day thing on Thursday as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. does but they, but, yeah. they start, but they start like like noon or something, or like one or two on oh, Thursday. Like they start... Like they, they, they don't mess around. This is my reminder weird. to go to MomoCon. They're a weird con because, because they're on Memorial Day weekend, but they go Thursday through Sunday. Right. Oh, yeah. And then wow. they don't do Monday. Yeah. So yeah. you get you get so if you were going to the con, you kind of get a day of rest afterwards. Yeah, yeah. But and there's no Chick Fil A for you on that last day. None. Just really funny, considering it's that the old Chick Fil A that's right there. <laughs> yeah. but, can, but I mean, you still have the the, the CNN like, yeah. food court, which yeah. is secretly one of the best parts of being in the Congress Center. Is that you've got a really good food court. Whenever you want it, like it's. Anyways, that's not this. This that's, is that's AWA. Yeah. We'll we'll talk Atlanta neighborhoods another day. Yeah, yeah. this I'm is this is Thursday at AWA at the Renaissance Waverly and the Cobb Galleria Conference Center. And so, how was I? Did not go to the Happy Fun Cell. How was it? Fun Cell was great. Like there was. Let's let's talk lines. You waited six hours in line today. Yeah. This line was from the entrance of said ballroom 
all the way around all of the corners, and this, you know, like, I'm describing this to audio, and if people have never been in the Waverly Galleria Center, like, they're not gonna fucking get it. But, it's snaked all the way through the, uh, the meeting space lobby. Okay. Down the hallway, circle around into the Galleria, and then back towards where the Galleria panel rooms are. And that's how long the line was an hour after it fucking started. Yeah, yeah I remember last year, the line was so long, I just gave up. Yeah. Because there was no way, by the time I told to get into it, it was going to be close to close already. Well, there'd also be nothing left. Yeah, so Super Happy Fun Cell, for, for the uninitiated, um, is basically a garage sale that is four bands, five bands, where people sign up to have tables and sell things they own to other folks. So it's sort of like a garage sale on a massive scale for anime fans. And it's it's this it's only two or three years old at this point, maybe yeah. four. I think four, yeah. Yeah. Super it's become a super popular concept within AWA and it's one of the hallmarks of AWA really. Like I I tend to get more out of Super Happy Fun Cell, and this is for me like being an old at this point, but I get more out of Super Happy Fun Cell than I do just being in DPA. Yeah. I totally agree. She you find a lot of stuff that just doesn't exist anymore. It's like in the nineties, yeah. early two thousands, and, and it's kind of hit or miss too. Like, like this year we got there a little later than normal, but uh, I I I saw a lot of cool stuff, but it wasn't like quite up my alley. But last year I found a Haruhiku a Haruhiko Mikimoto book. Uh, that, that was great fun. Really cool, uh, and it covered all of Mikimoto Sama's stuff. From the original Super Dimensional Fortress Macross to like the early '90s, like Gunbuster, Gunbuster Two, really cool. And I mean, I wouldn't have found that in the dealer's room, um, or at least not easily. Uh, and, and I think that's one of the really neat things about AWA that makes it a bit unique is is that garage sale yeah. on Thursdays. Yeah. So th- this year, I this year was my my big buying year at the fun sale. I bought laser discs, I bought comics, I bought old magazines. Nice. You know, again, things I haven't seen since the nineties. Yeah. Um uh last year it was a light cash wise buying year. I think I only spent maybe twenty, thirty dollars, but I got the entire manga run of Kyoto Nahoshi. Jesus. Oh, nice. So I Holy fucking shit. I love baseball, right? Yeah. And I saw it on somebody's table and I'm like how much are you asking? And he's like, I don't know, it's in Japanese. And I'm like, okay, no, seriously, like, <laughs> how, how much are you asking? He's like, 20 bucks for the whole thing? And I was like, yeah, that's like a dollar a volume, I'll take it. <laughs> I, I, you want I, all of them? I have to ask, yes. do you watch Ace of the Diamond now? Uh, I started watching Ace of the Diamond when it first came out. I've read a little bit of the manga, because oh. uh, I was... Oh, buying, you have to um, read it all. Shonen Sundays. You have to watch it all, too. Well, I mean, I was buying Shonen Sundays periodically, so I was just chapter here or there. Yeah. Um, and it's, I'm, it's so good. Yeah, I'm very far behind, but I like it. So. Watch the anime, too. The anime is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Do that, please. It's very good. The anime is very good. I'm telling you, do that. That anime is so good. Like, I don't give two shits about baseball, but I love that anime baseball so much. I love baseball, and I love baseball anime. I want those anime baseball children to do well, be healthy. So badly. I think it's great, like, on par with Major, maybe. And I love Major, so... On par with Major. A Major is fine, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I actually sold the fun sale one year, and really? it, it yeah it was part of what I like to call Operation Get Your Shit Out of My House, <laughs> as orchestrated by my parents, as they're sho- literally shoveling shit out of their house that I've it, left behind. It, it's the circle of life, <laughs> right? It's it's it, 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 I mean like in the Lion King sense, it's like we have collected crap for so many years. And now, twenty years later, there's stuff we need to divest of. Yes. That people are getting into now, and like, like as they're getting into anime fandom, they're digging deeper back into like the the the, the earlier years, and they're finding really cool things, and they're like getting really excited about it and picking it up. If if there was a super happy fun sale in say like two thousand and four, and I put a bunch of old Dragon Ball Z figures on the table, I would have bought every one of them. You would have been the only one. Like, that shit would have moved. I bought one. What are we I mean, now. Yeah, well, I don't want to say, like, these are ultra-rare import. No, because anything I have is not ultra-rare. Right, right. By, by <laughs> the low for life. Yeah, but, it, like, they were they were import figures that I bought in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, they were uh, they were 10 years old by that point anyway. Um, but a couple of years ago, I'm, I'm there, and I've got, like, six of them there, and they sell out super quick. Uh, Playmates did a run of Run and Warriors figures. Oh, yeah. 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 And I, there were, I think, 12 figures in the set I had. Which, which for those of you that don't know, Run and Warriors in the night, late 90s and early 2000s was Sensei action figures, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I had, mo- I had a mostly complete set. Uh, that I sold. I think that was the first thing I actually sold from the table. Someone came up and was like, "Oh God, I remember this on Toonami when I was in elementary school." <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Oh it. shit!" In elementary school. Oh. <laughs> oh no! What got me was Toonami because I'm like, "Motherfucker!" I watched that shit five years before then, and like, but whatever. They sold. The- I was in oh, college they- during the Toonami years. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. God, I feel young. Yeah. That's how I watch Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, they, <laughs> hey, they, they bought the figures and they paid in cash. <laughs> that bacon made, dude. Yeah. But that, yeah. that, that was how we all got together. Like, like all of the different collegiate tribes gathered at like 3.30 in the afternoon to fucking watch Toonami and watch the fucking Frieza arc of Dragon Ball Z. Right. Like, that was the thing we did. Oh, stuck on Namek. Oh, yep, stuck on Namek. And then Cell Saga too later. Yeah. But the, I mean, the tables are fairly cheap. They're like, I think I paid 20, 30 bucks, 25, 30 dollars for my fun sale table. I think now they might be a little bit more. They might be as high as 40 dollars. But it is super easy. If you just clean out your closet, it is super easy to recoup your table costs. That's how, that's how I knew I've made it as an anime fan, is I've sold a super happy fun sale, and I've made, I've broke even. Like, that's how I'll know. <laughs> I'm, like, it's, officially it's broke even not, an anime It's fan. really not a challenge to break even, either. So but, all my tinchy shit, and then I probably come. I'd buy that. 
Well, then, hell, let's, I, let's, let's talk. <laughs> no, we're, we're good on spending. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't need another. Basil, no, we don't need another Rio. Okay. So, oh, don't other, worry, we'll go through Basil's shit and sell it next year. <laughs> the other big thing I learned was that Frida in a Home is a very good phrase. Because there were there were things I had that I needed out, and yeah. they weren't moving, but I said, hey, if you buy this, I'll give you this for free. And nine times out of ten, someone's going to be like, yeah, you know what? I don't really like Cowboy Bebop. I only watched it every night for the past ten years on Cartoon but Network. And they're all fucking but, wrong. If they but you know what? They, bought, they took that fucking anime mm-hmm. poster when I said, it's free. So that was Thursday. <laughs> yeah, so that was, Thursday. I'm guessing, was, was happy fun sell times for you. Like, so I went to say the manga panel on Thursday. Or at least, like, the last 15 minutes of it. Because traffic was Atlanta- Getting in and suddenly, set fire hell, and also realizing that oh right, I left the the you know, God's wonderful time zone into this godless Eastern time zone. Fuck the <laughs> Eastern time not zone. Not even se- hey, fast time is best. Time. I, I'm I'm sorry Yankees, but fuck the Eastern time. Fast time is best time. But whenever I came online, I like to joke that I'm gaming in the future with my friends in New England. Oh, Thursday. Registration lines on Thursday. So fast. They were fast. So yeah. fast. Good, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I coughed up the extra cash to have my bad mail. I should have, but like, so fast. I honestly don't know, as I was a panelist this year, and I had to go to the panelist table to get a badge, but they finally, sometimes anyway, they'll decide to do a, a general will call. Yeah. And, and that panelists takes, get lumped in with all sorts of other things. things. And that tends to take forever. Yeah. This year, it did not. I think it was still a sort of a general will call, but it was off to the side. And I think other of these special things were split off to other things. Yeah. Because t- other people would come out like, hey, I need this. Like, oh, you can go over here. Oh, okay. Oh, I need this. Well, now you need to go over here. Like, it was definitely some sort of split. And I go, well, I'm a panelist. And they go, yes, we, it's, we actually do panelists here. And that was lickety split. Like, that, yeah. was, that was super fast. As a, as a show of this size, that's probably the best way to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, registration, where, did you mail or did you go get it? I actually, I actually did early start because any time you offer me the opportunity to get my badge in the mail, I'm gonna take it. Just from the mind trauma of seeing people stand in line at Budokan, like it kind of right. taught me, like absolutely get your badge in the mail if you can't. So I, I did early start. But that having been said, we got here um, early afternoon on Thursday, maybe maybe closer to mid afternoon. And, and Doug and I, I actually stood in line with Doug, and we were probably there maybe eight minutes mm-hmm. at the most. I mean, maybe, maybe that, On yeah. Thursday, it was extremely smooth, extremely easy. Now, I'm sure on Friday and Saturday, it was, like, hellish. Uh, but, you know, Thursdays, it's still, at AWA at least, it's still pretty easy. That having been said, if anybody has never been to AWA and is thinking about going... Just, just go ahead and get your badge mailed to you. You'll thank yourself afterwards, and you go straight to the show. And yep. Go to yeah. the dealer's room. Happy fun sale. Right. Ha- super happy fun sale. That's where the real line is. That, that's where the real line is. <laughs> just, being, just being able to be, be able to put your badge on and immediately go directly to your panel or directly right. to the dealer's right. room without right. having to go by registration. Yeah. So whatever your goal 
like, it's a blessing. I don't even yeah. know if the deal was open on Thursday, but it's still it like it it's still it's like you're you're giving yourself the freedom to be able to choose if it was. You can still yeah. yeah. So Thursday, by the time we got in and got our badges and things, I realized Ed Chavez's manga panel, say the manga industry panel, had ten minutes, fifteen minutes left. Right. So did anyone get there longer? So I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what did he talk about? Because I actually got uh, there. Uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, so what he what he what he was discussing was he was showing um, the uh, percentages of each of the different manga companies in the U.S. that were selling manga, how much share of the market they t- that they had, and also breaking it down by um, what genres or titles that they were that were their top sellers and. How many different titles they had, and how many books they were producing per month, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it was yeah. super in depth. Like, yeah, it was. It was really interesting because you'd see several of them really focused on a handful of titles, mm-hmm. and so then you could see where they'd have trouble where their titles are doing well right now, but none of their new titles are catching on, mm-hmm. or like one. What was the what was the one served the cake? Uh, Kodansha. Kodansha. They're spread out all over the place, and none of their stuff's working. Okay. Called the what? Zombie. Zombie, Zombie titles. Zombie yeah. titles. Because they. Well, uh, Kodansha. Kodansha was doing okay because they had things like Fairy Tale and Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. Yeah. They have some really big titles that were kind of carrying them through. But if, if they're not the, reaching the end of the, the life, of the, those. the data seem seem to indicate if you were, say, a Seventh Seas or again Press, you've got a lot of titles that you license that aren't necessarily pulling in big sales numbers. Uh, which, as as a fan of manga, I want everybody to make bajillions of dollars. But it seems it seems like those industries or those companies rather. Are are not getting a good ROI, right now. Return on investment. Translators note that means return on investment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Translators note, okay, Kaku's plan. Yeah. Now the one, sorry, right now the one thing that I took away that I probably shouldn't have was that uh, cat comics make up one percent of the U.S. manga market at the moment. Totally. <laughs> Cat comics. Cat. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, cheese sweet home. Yes, one percent. One percent of the U.S. Of market. The entire manga market. Now there's oh, what is it? Fuka, Fuka. Not Fuka. No, not Fuka. Fuka. Fuka's terrible. Don't read Fuka. There's some like little kitten, t- t- kitten tales. Like it's, it's like a, it's a new book by the cheese sweet home author. Yes. And uh, I can't remember the name of it. It's just a different. It's a, it's an entirely different cat manga about yeah. more cats. I mean, it, it's <laughs> this is where we need Ed because he would know like automatically. Yeah, he would immediately. But, yeah. but, but yeah, <laughs> there's a new uh, there's a new title. Yeah, yeah. So as somebody who was not at the panel and was standing in line to buy laser discs instead, uh, nothing wrong with that. The uh, Kodansha, like what if like. I know that they print their own line of things, but yeah. I also know that, like, Viz has some of their things licensed. Uh, 
Like, so Shueisha and Shogakukan, I think, are I, both they both license-free bids. Yeah. Kodansha is their own deal. Okay. But Kodansha has also recently bought a percentage into Gen Press. Oh, so okay. Yeah. That's, I think, part of why Gen has scaled so rapidly is because Kodansha has bought uh, into them. Yeah. So Kodansha is just kind of giving them titles to put out there. Right. And it's really led to like a massive scale on Yen's part. Um, but I mean, like, and, and Kodansha, Shueisha, and Shogakukan uh, are the the three like really big publishers in Japan. So right. yeah, Kodansha is able to afford Yen a lot of scale, and I hope I'm getting that. The relationships, right? I think it's Kodansha that bought the It's interesting because I think Kodansha also owns a decent chunk of Vertical. Yeah. Is it? What? I think it's Kodansha. I think. Yeah. But, well, I know that Kodansha is also like, they're dipping their toes more and more into digital things. Yeah. And I, I really think that makes a lot of sense. I would like to publicly thank Kodansha for dipping more into digital because that's how we got Jihai Furu and. Me and my monogamous and a Twitter life partner, Inc. That's like our big title we love is Jihai Furu. So buy Jihai Furu on digital. Need a tablet. Need your tablet. Yes, you do. And and the art on Jihai Furu is insane. I, I bet. I bet. Yeah. Suetsudo uh, Sensei is incredible. Like, please buy it. Yeah. That's my free ad. So that was Thursday. It was super happy at Chavez. Yeah, with bonus manga, and so that I think now is a decent way to let's let's go to Friday. It was dawn of a new day, a day that I woke up watching the Final Fantasy fourteen love Final Fantasy fourteen minute. They they talk about stuff. It was pretty cool. That was your Final Fantasy fourteen minute. So Friday for me actually was really I woke up with a massive migraine. I also woke up with a massive migraine. And my wonderful wife and lovely, most amazing editor Anna was also not feeling so hot. And then my shoelaces broke. And it was just yeah. like one thing after another. So I didn't really exist at the con until much later. So what'd you guys do? Um we went around the dealer's room the first time. <laughs> I was kind of memorizing where stuff was so I could purchase things later on. Right. Um, that's, that's like if, if you've never been to an anime con before, just just on the happenstance, like, good bit of advice. First day of con, scout out the dealer's room entirely and, like, mark what you want to come back to. Yeah. Just It's just a good idea. Artist Alley, too. Definitely check out the artists that you like. Look at the art style, see if it's something you want to do. Look for the prints, mark it down. Yeah, so totally. Yeah, we did, we did that. Uh, wound up getting a PS Vita game uh, for uh, Macross Delta Scramble. It was the bonus one with uh, fifty additional songs. So I was really happy with that because that's really nice. hard to find. 
Matt, Doug, Doug is is probably the high priest of Macross in America. I just I just want to put that out there, guys. Like, yeah, like as much as I talk shit about Macross, like yeah, if you ride my car, you'll hear a lot of Macross music. It's awesome. It's so good. <laughs> so, um, after that, we want we went down to the uh, video games area. We were we were playing some older video games. They had a lot of the. Uh, of the old 90s fighting games, and they had a bunch of other games. So much bullet hell. Uh, yeah. Bullet hell shooters. So, and this a bunch of, like, little rooms who are each having their own games? Or? That's, yes. That's a yeah. good point. Like, to this year, for whatever reason, the, the AWA Arcade was broken off into hotel meeting rooms, like, seven or eight of them. And and it was ridiculous, and, and and they were kind of broken up by genre, so you had a lot of the bullet hell kind of like radius type shooters or like metal slug type shooters in one room, and then you had like the dance machine sh- uh, games in another room, and then you had the fighting games in another room, and it actually kind of is kind of nice. It had uh, a really weird puzzle game. Then you had a really weird puzzle game where you build buildings and then break them down, and I don't know what it was, but Doug kept kicking my ass at it. It was kind of neat. It was very much. It was very much like a weird version of the old Super Street Fighter Two Puzzle Fighter. Puzzle Fighter game. Huh. Yeah, it was really weird. Because the, that game, you had those gems, and whenever right. you whenever you got a got a row or a block filled out. It would drop a gem pattern on the opposing opponent. So was this like not really retro, or is this like a newer game? This was no, really this was retro. Yeah, this was like nineties era. Nineties, okay. yeah, we had kind never of. heard of it before. Judging from the character designs, this is the closest to carbon dating as us anime weave. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely nineties okay. era character designs. It felt like early nineties too. Yeah, probably ninety four, maybe. Yeah. Because one of the things that AWA films could still do better is telling people where things are. Yes. Because I didn't realize what the video game rooms until I actually stumbled in by accident yeah. into like one of the arcade rooms. Like, oh, that's where these <clears throat> things are. Also, gosh, um, speaking of being annoyed at random things while I'm talking, um, <laughs> them taking way too long to get scheduled on doors. Oh, God. And instead deciding to be like, use the app. And the app, while useful, is a little weird, because it feels like it wants to be a social media platform that also has a schedule. And a map. And and it doesn't save your schedule. It just lets you set alarms for things you want to see. But it doesn't let you, like, set your schedule. It does if you you have to favorite them and then you go to your favorites yeah. and then it, it's, it it's not the most in, it not the most intuitive thing but yeah if you hit the star and then you go to your favorite and favorites and notes section and, and, it and, has everything there and I hear you yeah but from a UI perspective if you get to it's not the most intuitive thing but come like. Obliterate the UI is already failed. Yeah, yes. like it's already agreed. not going to show. Like, like I hate to compare it to the Dragon Con app. Dragon Con app gives me my schedule. 
I get to look at that and it's my schedule. Like whatever I like favorite, it populates on the my schedule page. If they had that, that would be so awesome. The other thing that is kind of bad, and I don't think they realize it's going to be the issue, is that there are so many people at this con using their data to try and pull things up. Oh my God, or just yes. YouTube or whatever, yeah. you know. It's just, this is not quite Niantic trying to do Pokemon Go without getting extra self-coverage bad. <laughs> but it was, but it's, that, it's that same idea. There are so many people trying to use data at the same time it's really hard to use data yeah. anywhere. I mean, it was even I, noticeable in the dealer's room. A lot of the dealers were complaining that, hey, we could we could run credit cards early on in the con, but now that, now that it's like noon or 2 o'clock, we can't do anything. And, I mean, like, let's be fair. Like, AWA has limited control on the quality of cell towers in the area. Yeah. That having been said, you can still get repeaters to like, like, like portable repeaters to yeah. roll in that strengthen the infrastructure temporarily. I, yep. I kind of wish they would do that. I, I know that may be a little bit of money they want to spend, but I think they're at the scale now where they're they're a big boy con. They need to kind of. I think it's something that you kind of have to give burn first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like it's it is it's a lot of. Coming from like internet background, right? And, it's a and, lot. It's a lot of upfront costs to bring right. in yeah. temporary repairs. And the question would be, what what is the burn like? Yeah. like exactly. How how if the burn is my vendors? My vendors can't make any money. My attendees are complaining because they can't read their fucking schedule. Uh, you know, like my wife just texted me like half an hour ago, and she's like, "I've been trying to get a hold of you," and I'm like, "Well, I'm sorry, I'm at the con, and it's not because I'm not paying attention. It's because." You know, the Wi-Fi and the data rates are saturated. Um, you know, yeah. The the first year this happens, okay, the con decided not to spend any money. But I knew that. now I we know that this happens. And next year, if it happens again, it's kind of one of those things like, well, you saw it happen last year. We should be able to yeah. spend some be able to spend some money and uh, you know, mitigate yeah. this problem. Absolutely true. Going back to uh, Basil's original point, if they had like a couple of maps that were placed conveniently around, yeah. kind of like malls with the "you are here" and this is where the stuff you want to be is. Yeah, there is not a con signage department at OWA that I'm aware of. That would be a good department for them to section off into their own organic structure. Informalize and have make sure that the appropriate map signage is available because I, I I think that that is a, a big gap that AWA has even though they've been in the same space forever they can't rightfully assume that everyone has been here for the last fifteen years yeah even though a lot of us fogies have been I, I, it's it's something that I, I hope they look into. Excellent points raised. Absolutely. Well, one thing I know that I, I think that may have backfired is we had some people come to the Hamicon table asking where certain rooms were. Yeah. So we got our, our, our program book out that had the maps, and they went, oh, I wish we had gotten one of those. <laughs> yeah. And so having the schedules and the program guides and the Crunchyroll bags and lanyards off to the like complete away, completely away from where you get your badges, 
I feel like a lot of people missed that. I think that was a, kind of a, a big oversight that they kind of had there, too. And so, like, speaking of someone who, like, had to borrow yours for the entire weekend, basically, um, it was it was hard kind of figuring out where stuff was. Had I not been to AWA so many times before and known the different rooms. Well, right. even then, for example, the Highlands room, which right. is now panel room, uh, for the longest time was they were uh, using it for videos. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so suddenly... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's been a panel room for at least a couple of years, because I've gone to panels to it before. I, I've always known it as, like, the big, th- big they, theater room. Yeah, yeah. They, they did, like, the film releases, they did large well, screenings they, and things like that. But they would but, also... Anna's right. They, they well, I remember I saw when they had the original voice actor for Tuxedo Mask. I remember he was in that. that yes, yes, they, they would that. do some panels in there. I think I think that illustrates the point. Like the fact that there's confusion. Yeah. Like if you're a, if you're a con this mature, it still feels weird sometimes to say about AWA. But if you're a con this mature. You should have clearly delineated where your event kind of panels are versus where your video rooms are, and never the twain shall meet. And if you've got any kind of situation where you're kind of splitting duty, that's kind of weird. Like, you should have a plan for that already, you know? I mean, it's kind of weird. And sometimes, like, going back to cell data really quickly... I, I heard a few stories of people who were trying to meet their internet friends, mm-hmm. and the only contact they have is like Facebook Messenger, and that was shot the entire weekend until they went outside. And yeah. oh, like everything was fine. Thank if you were lucky. Yeah. Even well, if, yeah, you outside, if, you get, if you get far enough away. Right. Like, yeah. does, for example, when we went to a food truck, and even then, signal was really spotty. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it could be that. As since since the Brave Stadium, the new Brave Stadium is literally next door. That that infrastructure like, I, will improve over the next year or two. But still, I I, I it's really weird. weird. Like I can open up my hotel room window. Yeah, I can push out, and there's the Brave Stadium just mm-hmm. right over yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, like that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are in the Renaissance Waiver. <laughs> yeah, for record. But yeah, it's it's weird. So okay, so did the dealers room. And overall, the dealers room though was pretty well laid out. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, they have the, got the dealers room mastered for this what, space. They totally know yeah. how to do it. One of the things That's I like great. is that the the aisle numbers are clearly marked. Yes, mm-hmm. so it's really clear. easy to remember where things are. They hang or to be able to look on the look in your schedule and see where things are supposed to be because they actually have the schedule. Has a has yeah. a has a map of the dealership. AWA does a better job of that than I think a lot of cons do that are larger and older than AWA, like an Acon or an Ocon. Yeah, their their dealer's rooms on point. Yes, yeah. definitely on point. Garage Alley was seems on point. It's pretty on point. You know, so you know, props to that. Definitely yes. props to that. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Props. Alright, so I know that my my panel life for Friday was literally just one long stretch where I pretty much started with um, Jealous Rats anime in 1987. His big thing is he likes going to the 80s, so he, every year he sort of does the 30 years ago yeah. thing, you know, kind of similar to what Drew has done before where you'll take a decade yeah. and show one anime from each, from each year. year of the decade. Yeah. This is, he's showing a lot of the big things that he thought was important in, yeah. you know, 
1987, and, so... And, and, and full props to Daryl Surratt of AWO, Anime World Order. Um, he is really good at picking, I think, in my opinion, the quote-unquote right anime for a given year. Yeah. He's very good at picking that out. So if, you're, if you ever have the opportunity to go to a con and 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 listen to Daryl talk about anime from a given year, definitely do it. He's really good. And I mean, if you would like, if you're interested in that subject matter, um, he did do a article for Anime News Network that is more or less what he repurposed just to recreate this <laughs> same thing in just a panel form so he could show clips. <laughs> like, I mean, that's literally, he was like, well, it's a good idea, let me just repurpose it. Yeah. Which is, I think it's fine, because it's yeah. like... Is, 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 I don't know if this is something we want to talk about on the podcast, but is there a particular anime from 1987 that strikes you as interesting or something you'd want to mention? Well, World Space Force. World Space Force. Mm. That was definitely mm. mentioned. Yeah. Um, the other thing was that, that I forgot about was Robot Carnival was the same year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I always think that was like 88. Robot Carnival, you're right. Um, some of the earlier episodes of The Love and Crisis. Yeah, yeah, that's episode, true. He brought that up too. Which, much love. Yeah. Look for that to be in a future old talking and about it. possibly the most important thing is he pointed out that was the same year that Crystal Triangle came out. Yeah. And, oh, oh. yeah. Why make you guys old and say that's the year I was born? <laughs> I was also born in 87. Well, you know what? 1987, you two are very lucky. That's a great fucking year for anime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let me just tell you. Right. Man, let me tell you, like, I, I somehow convinced for several years in a row for my anime club during the holidays, it became a holiday tradition to watch Crystal Triangle <laughs> in, in a group setting. And, like, I, I tricked them on the first time. Then the second year I did it, and I'm like, guys, you know what this is. Right. What are <laughs> but, you... But now a lot of people are in on the joke. Yeah. And they want to get the people who aren't. <laughs> Do you remember what the first episode of Rolling Home Crisis is, Doug? Rolling Home Crisis? The title of it? The first episode. Um, I can think of two. I can think of five. I can think of seven. I can think of eight. I'm trying to remember the other. I think the first episode is just titled Bubblegum Crisis. Uh, no, it's not. But I can't remember what the it's, title is. Oh, shit! If only uh, we had data connection, we could look this up. up yeah. That's driving me crazy. Anyway, Bulletin Crisis. Uh, watch that, because it's great. Like, watch hey, it. If you can find the oh, Blu-rays, yeah. they're, they're excellent. Definitely find the yeah. Blu-rays. Yeah. But watch <laughs> it. The first episode. Find the Blu-rays. Tinsel City Rhapsody. Yes, that's it. Really? That's it. Tinsel fucking City Rhapsody. Nope, February 25th, 1987. Yes, and it's got fucking soldier girls and shit in it. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I kind of want a hurricane. Yeah, I want a hurricane. Bone crisis. Thank God, now I know what music to use for the podcast. Is it going to be that or Matt Cross? So. Uh, hey, I'm fine with either. Um, yeah. in, a, in, a, in, a, in a battle between Matt Cross and anything, I vote Matt Cross. Don't worry, there's, there's multiple know. breaks. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah, so it's fine. Do a little bit of both. Do, do yeah. a little bit of both. And then we'll, we'll so then for me, this went straight into uh, Neil Nadal and Totally Lame Anime. Yeah. It was oh, yes. totally good and totally lame. 
He, uh, you know, you've got, you know, Size of Jotaro. You've got, you know, Charge Van Ken. Yes. You know, all the hits. You know, the Brave Frog. Um, oh, the Brave Frog. And oh, this year, gosh. he actually, he had to really work at it to get Brave Frog 2. You know, electric. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Well, Brave Frog 2. Holy shit. Well, and as it turns out, because Brave, uh, the Brave Frog was. You want to say Brave Frog, aren't you? No, I want to say the Brave Frog was um, on YouTube. Like, someone just uploaded it. And that's yeah. how he found it. Uh, the second one, oh, it was, he was only on, like, a VHS or a DVD or something in Europe. Yeah. It was it, in England. He probably had to, like, convert fucking Betamax from Europe but, into, well, I, like, no, something to put on YouTube. Before he said that. Didn't talk about Brave Frog Before that. <laughs> Only place you can find to Jesus. buy it would not ship to the United States. <laughs> so he got a hold of Helen McCarthy. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> she yeah, bought yeah. it. Send, send, yeah, send it to Helen's house. Send yes. it to Helen's house. Helen yes. bought it for him. Was a guest at Acon. While she was at Acon, then she mailed it to his house. Oh, and man. then he realized he didn't have any way to convert it. Bless so you then know. he got a hold of Mike Tool, yeah. who has a, a region. Mike. Yeah. And then he finally got it into a form that he could actually show it at the panel. Like it's Bless the story. The, you, the, the story. <laughs> the story of, is better than the cartoon. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Easily. Uh, Easily. Uh, which then, of course, immediately then led into Dave Merrill's Anime Hell. And it was uh, and it was wonderful. Uh, hopefully, he'll post some uh, sort of summary on AnimeHell.org. Oh God, I, I I desperately wanted to be at AnimeHell last night. It it gave me lots of really good ideas to steal for the next paint train that I do. So oh, <laughs> so if you want some of the highlights, you know, November 11th, you know, Huntsville, Alabama, we're doing the Hamacon Minicon. It's Woo! gonna be fun. Let's go. For those of you playing at home, before there was an AWA. There was an anime hell. And anime hell was horrible and filled with amazingly bad anime clips. And a lot of it comes from the mind of, of I think, the South's Dai-senpai, Dave Merrill, who I will note that he is particularly proud of this past Super Happy Fun sale, having bought a frame from... Gero uh, Gero Onanoko, which is like a vomiting girl, um, and 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 that gives you a hint as to the kind of anime hell he inflicts on people. I, I uh, think, it's amazing. I think his past. I don't know if it was they found the Happy Puns or what. But he had like an old old Astro Boy, yeah, like that sort of shit yeah. with, with the with the phone. I'll try to think each one had a different sound effect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was just wandering around panel rooms what his friends were doing and just pressing the buttons <laughs> after the panels were in front of them just to, to make the noise. Yes. So it's, but yeah, he is definitely, I mean, you know, so many of us, you know, more or less stole ideas from Dave to, to make our own. Like, you know, for, if, you know, for my paid train to Daryl Surratt's, you know, panel of doom. Like, you know, I think even the ways that some of us do panel stuff, I think are, you know, direct, yeah. you know, descendants of of Dave and also people like Darius of, yes, you know, of the Indian Way, you know, OG crew. 
When when I was a, a young shithead and didn't know anything, and I was I was totally a proto weeaboo, running around being stupid. I I would look at Dave and I would go, "That's the kind of anime man I want to be when I grow up. I want to be cool and knowledgeable and kind, and he's all of those things, and he's amazing." And uh, if you ever have the pleasure and honor of meeting Dave, uh, be fortunate because he's just a he's a cool human being. It's true. Yeah, true. I when I was explaining to my concert for Hamacon what my role was, quote as quote the director of Awesome. I'm like, well, I want you to be Dave Merrill. You're the director and of Awesome. Yeah, that's that's my title. It's of, title of, I, of of course you are. Like, I, I chose it. <laughs> like it was. Um, like I run the Department of Awesome, which is me and my best friend and my wife. Um, <laughs> but um, but that just happened to be, you know, the name I, I, I chose. And well, well it's Meryl. What does that mean? And I just sighed. Went, eh, don't worry, I, I know what the job is. Yeah, I, I know yeah, what it is. Yeah. I know, I know what I'm trying to do. If you want to be Dave Merrill, that means you know that you want to be a badass motherfucker when you grow up. What? Yeah. <laughs> so so I joke. Station cons because I stepped back from like an operating right. role. Uh, the the con chair and I have an agreement that I'm there on the Dave Merrill tour, which is I show up, I run panels, I be social, I talk to people. That's it. Right. That that's my whole shtick, and it's a good agreement. <laughs> and I, I I honestly I run more old school Dave Merrill because at this point because you know he was doing like the program guides mm-hmm. and this and that and right that's, and that's what I do oh yeah like you know yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I accidentally really jumped into the Dave Merrill role and didn't quite realize what I had done yeah. to myself but that's what I did yeah I can't do any of the setting or formatting or anything yeah. like that that, that you guys can some of some of the older or the more in depth weeaboo anime fans that are listening to this may. May know Dave and may respect Dave. I tell you, as as a Southern anime kid, like Dave's contributions to the fandom in our little corner of the world cannot be fully appreciated and measured. It, it, he is he is treasured, and we appreciate that one. And, and thank you. So, on that note, anything else on Friday? Yes, yes. The Dauko concert. Okay. Yeah. So who's now, this? Dalco? Uh, I don't know. I'm old. Well, Super so, Japanese rapper girl. So, anyway. yeah, Dalco is a 20-year-old uh, Japanese rapper girl who's gotten popular very, very recently with things like, oh, that viral video, Me, 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 about the uh, different, like, the how uh, hardcore or uh, taku lifestyle is kind of very uh, cyclical and, 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 yeah, bad, I guess, like, how it can take over people's lives, but... Um, she came here with Teddy Lloyd as well, and it, the set was pretty amazing. By the way, Teddy Lloyd, I think, right now at the rave doing things. Yes. Now, Teddy Lloyd, I know that name because he did the soundtrack of Penny's Penny's talking about yes, he did. So, um, so they, they had a collab. It was very interesting. The, the, the crowd was, uh... Very lit, uh, as the the kids these days call it. Dalco, if you're if you're listening, if you're watching like current anime, Rage of Bahamut Virgin Souls, she does the ending of both yes, seasons, or both cores. Okay, so she's a relatively new, like up and comer. Uh, hasn't done very many performances. This was her first time in the U.S. It was quite a show, and uh, 
it was very, very great. Uh, that's that's all I really have to report about it. It was like it's a good show. It, it, like she had energy and yeah. Cool. All right, Doug seemed to have a thing. Oh, um, I also went to the uh, Bless Four concert. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Bless Four is a sibling group of uh, of um, um, of uh, two brothers, two sisters. Um, they are from Okinawa, but they were uh, they were um, raised in Arizona. So it's it's really interesting that uh, they have a really good grasp on English language, mm-hmm. and um, they are a singing and dancing group. Um, they're most well known for um, one of the uh, one of the sisters, Akino sang um, the opening song to Aquarion. And then, for anybody that's a recent anime fan, um, they sang the opening to um, to uh, Izetta, uh, The Last Witch, which was uh, Crossing the Line. It was very fun. It was very energetic. They, they really were working the crowd and trying to get them involved. They're also really nice. They are super nice. They are really Very nice. Friendly. Anything else recorded Friday? No. I know you also went to Medieval Times. I heard that was awesome. Was it awesome? <laughs> it was <laughs> awesome. He now has an appreciation like, of flails. If flails, if you are playing fifth edition music, you should you should totally have your fighter have a flail. Uh, armored people smashing into each other at high speed with big pointy sticks is very cool. Yeah, it's totally awesome. Cool. All right. Or take a break or come back on Saturday for your Saturday! Woo! Yeah. I went to a panel and then ran a panel. Woo! Don't tell it, but that's what I did. We went to a panel about anime clubs. We did! In the year of our Lord, 2017, people are still talking about running fucking anime clubs. They are. They are. I was, <laughs> and God was, bless those people. Yep. Well, and it was interesting because there was two kids clearly running their college anime clubs. Yes. And then a professor... Clearly running his college anime, anime club, club. <laughs> yeah. for his kids. Bless all three of them. Yeah. Bless yeah. all those people. I'm actually surprised that UG Anime, uh, the University of Georgia's anime club, uh, is still around. Oh my god. Yes! Exactly! And I bet the room party still fucking suck. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man. Tell us how you really feel. I'm more triggered than people who left Studio Gynax. <laughs> wow. That's pretty uh, For me, it was a case of, well, you you, you guys are... Man, I, I did the anime club thing all wrong. All all wrong. To, like, to their credit, they were talking about a lot of things that I never thought of when I ran mm. anime clubs, whether I was in high school or college. But, like, they were talking about just the constant advertising. Right. The... You know, like, if you're not challenging a way to develop 
membership and uh, like a like a fellowship amongst people right. in the club or whatever, then you're not doing your full job as somebody who runs a club. I mean, I was still thinking that like, okay, I do the membership drive, I get people in, now let me curate things to keep, to get them to stay. Right. And, you know, things at times have changed, right? I can watch anime in any dozen of ways at home. Yeah. By myself, I don't need a social environment to do that anymore. Right. So why should I go out and be social when I do it? No, that makes a lot of sense, and I, I, it's really weird for me, but I'm like, man, I sure wish my high school, or wish my college, the time when I was really into, the, into, into school, did anime things. My club was based out of a comic store that we would destroy and ruin as, as time went on, um, because anime fans don't spend money on things when they can get stuff free, and they... Would, there was this free spot they'd go and bring their own drinks yeah. and their own food and not buy any drinks there um, or buy the comics or manga or anything. They really do nothing to keep the, our presence at the club remotely you know, worthwhile to the, to the owner of the business as they just spend money on us to go bankrupt. Um, I mean, we did things like, we, also, we did do membership drives and and make flyers and things. It's actually where I learned I was decent at graphic design was making flyers for Anime Club. I can attest to that. But, um, but yeah, there are other things like when you make, you know, rules, things like we did. They talked about how you should occasionally have, like, a spot people can vote on for anime. Yeah. Where, but we did nothing but everything was spots you can vote on. There was no curation. Done. Because we didn't know that was the thing you were supposed to do as curate. Well, so, I will say that, yes, I like I wanted membership participation in selection of titles and things like that, as, as a curator. Right. Um, however, when it came to said curation, I developed a very ironic nickname of Hitler-sama <laughs> in my <laughs> anime club. <laughs> yeah, I, wow. I, had, I had rules... And we abided by the rules. Uh, so, when it came to curating things, like, yes, there was a member's choice period, but that was, like, one month out of the semester, and member's choice was member's choice of one title we watched. <laughs> yeah, no, back in the old... And because some motherfucker kept suggesting we watch Geobreeders is the reason why that didn't happen more often. Oh! <laughs> wow! Yeah. Yeah. Now, so, you get what you vote for. Wow. When the anime club in Huntsville started, it was, you know, it was definitely during the VHS days. Mm-hmm. And so, the curation happened a little bit automatically because it was either Kevin or our friend Neil and his brother. They had enough collect. Yeah, it was pretty much their two individual collections. And they right. would bring what they wanted things to happen. And so it was pretty automatic. The The real problem actually came when we suddenly we were stuck in the realm of digi fan subs. Yeah. And suddenly everything was available. And that we did not change for the better. It was just a bunch of we would watch five episodes of one show, then move on. It was rather really rare to finish anything. 
Uh, that was the times, though. Like, back in those days, even in the transition of digital in the early days, you got what you got, and you didn't watch much more than that. You didn't watch anything more than that. Like, Got a lot of Airmaster. Yeah, like, for me... Nice driver. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Fujishima Kosuke, but X Driver is a fucking pile of burning trash. Yeah, X Driver's terrible. For me, I watched. There, there's so many shows that stand that, that that this happened with, but what stands out in my mind right now is is Fushigi Yugi. I watched probably twenty four episodes of that. Uh. Right enough, right up to the point where Miyaka's best friend kind of turns sort of evil. Yeah. And she becomes Seiryu and Nobiko, and I can't remember her name, but, and it is horrible. Like, the episode where that all kind of turns is really tough. And looking back, Fushigi Yugi is such a, like a, like a, like soap a, opera? Just a soap, well, it's a soap opera, but it's like a, uh, just it's it's such a misogynistic show. It's like really horrible, um, and uh, that was one that I watched only part of, and I was like, "Oh my god, why can't I watch more?" And and then another one that I still haven't seen the end of, and and I would find a way to do it. I guess I could if I really wanted to torn it. Was Marmalade Boy? Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that, uh, uh, Blu-rays or DVDs are coming up from Marmalade Boys soon. Who's doing so. it though? Disco. 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 Yeah. yeah. Our God, God bless yeah. our Royal yeah. Savers Disco. I am panic at the Disco Tech. We're gonna. Yeah. We're gonna, <laughs> like we're gonna finish Marmalade like, Boys. Marmalade Boy is something I got about halfway through and never got to finish, and it left such a huge impression on me. And you know, like I, I've never felt like. Uh, anime was something that was sort of gender segmented, you know. Um, Marmalade Boy is definitely, I think, what most people call a shoujo title, but I love it. Totally, yeah, and yeah. absolutely. I, I well, absolutely want to see the rest of it. I had to re- reiterate at this point. Please remember that shoujo and shonen—they're just marketing terms. They're just words. It, yeah, like, yeah. Chihaya Furu is as. People that follow me on Twitter know Jaya Furu is one of my favorite titles ever. And I evangelize the crap out of it. It's damn and, good. And the fact that I got to walk around NWA and go by the Sentai booth and they just had Jaya Furu sitting there. It I'm and I'm 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 serious. This it almost made me like have tears in my eyes that they just had Jaya Furu sitting there, and it's absolutely something that everybody should watch. You may have just cost us the rest of our finances. (laughs) How much were they charging? Uh, I don't know. I I bought it on pre-order already, so, like, I paid the money and I forgot how much it cost. I think, uh, it's probably about 70 or 75 bucks. Um, it's not, like, ridiculous amounts of money, but the, the First box set of Jihaya Furu comes with Karuta cards, it comes with a whole disc of extras, it comes with the entire first season. Um, it is, um, I, I see already that well, okay, the so staff of the I, cast is probably buying it. So I, well, <laughs> I 
had it pre-ordered and write stuff. Yes. Write stuff has been very bad about canceling our orders lately. Oh, write stuff is very bad about shipping orders in like a a a, a, a speedy amount of time. Like what happens with us is that really I think I had an old credit card, mm-hmm. and I never got any messaging or anything saying, "Hey, we're having issues with this. Can you fix it?" Or we're going to have issues with this. Uh, they also don't let me change my email address to something more recent. Mm-hmm. You know, I check the old email. I'd rather have it to something I check more often initially, but they don't have that option as far as I can tell. So I've been kind of annoyed lately. I'm really scared that my Tana box set that I pre-ordered is not going to exist. Um, yeah, that's something to worry about. But, so, I was supposed to have the Chiafru collector set and now I don't oh, but right. maybe I will we'll see if I take down any extra lumps anyways <laughs> so uh, we had this discussion of should, should we buy it like is it like right before we came they didn't yeah. like we were Chihaya Furu is one of the oh we both yeah we both love it like it's it was one of those kids like alright can we afford the collector's edition and we're like okay do we really need it Right now, you know, talking ourselves out of it, and then you go off with that. I'm just like, yeah, we're no, because no, because we actually had one of the one of the awesome the awesome cast about chapter was actually guest starred by uh, Jess Merriman, who helps run Momocon and Ink. Yeah, was I think Ink was on it. I think Corey, yeah, was Ink, also Ink, on it. Ink and Corey probably both are like the high scholars of Chihai. <laughs> They're like, dude, Ink, Ink is Ink is ridiculous. Ink. Ink was so grateful that Sentai put out a physical edition that he did like a whole video that was unboxing the original. He is, he is such an amazing New Jerseyan beatnik. Yes. Of, of, yeah. a, of a guy. I'm, I'm amazed he uses Twitter. And he is <laughs> he is my monogamous and a Twitter life partner and I love him to death. And if you haven't seen his Chiaya Furu tri- tribute video, you should go watch it because it's pretty amazing. And we'll, we will never do that on Old Talk Radio Radio because he has written about it so much. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. Like, like, it would just be, it would be an hour and a half of us going, oh my god, this is something good. And, like, basically that's all we'd say for 90 minutes, so... If you guys really, 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 really want that, tweet to old at Old Takuno Radio or at Animated Inc. and and let me know. It's it would it would be a big it would it, it would be like just a big like love fest. Anybody wants that? Good, good, good. Oh, whatever you already did, I already did that. That that, that, that was years ago. <laughs> um, anyways, yes. um, the other thing I did, at least panel wise, um, I ran my how to find anime and manga legally. Which is always an interesting thing because it's literally a set of 96 slides all said and done. And it's literally me just talking through the slides. So the panel sometimes will last 30 minutes. Sometimes it lasts 50 minutes. It just depends on how fast I talk and don't realize it. This time I think it lasted about 35 to 40 minutes. But yeah, and I go through the basics. Like there's things like Crunchyroll and Netflix and then Hulu and there's the new stuff like Verb and High Dive. Um, Did you take a poll to see how many people in your audience watch anime off of Kiss Anime? 
Oh, okay, so after going through all the different manga things, one of the first questions I got was from this young girl, uh-huh. and she was like, and, and she was, and she was almost like, I don't want to quite say in tears, but she could have worked toward it if she really wanted to, um, and lamenting on how she didn't know how to talk to her friends because she cared about anime so much that they refused to watch it legally, and how could I help her convince her friends, right, to. Ooh. Like, like it was like until I went to like, oh right, you want your friends to stop watching that goddamn terrible kiss anime, and I got like almost a standing ovation. <laughs> <laughs> not only is the client bad, but it that you don't by watching stuff there, you're not supporting the artists that made no. right. the show and that they're like, watching. And, let, and let's be clear about about kiss anime for the young people in the audience, and I don't know how many people this may be, but. But but listen to me for a minute. Listen listen to old Uncle Jerry for a second. <laughs> um, you know I I know you want to support legal anime and you want people that are creating amazing things to get money. And Kiss Anime isn't it? No no um, it's not. It's it is a it looks like crap. Yes. B it can infect your computer with various malware or spyware. Yes. Uh, C, it does not support the creators. Hell, it doesn't even support fan subbers. That's like, right. it, 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 all it is is just a cesspool of freaking ad bots and advertisements and, and, and uh, yeah, probably that too. Like, it's, it's and, and bad Patreons and the whole shit. Like, it's, it's just crap. Don't like, do it. I mean, guys, like, seriously... If, if you want to support anime and you want, like, even a penny of your money to go to creators, don't don't download Kiss Anime on your phones. Don't go to Kiss Anime on your computers. Uh, pay for something like, say, Verve, which would give you both Funimation and Crunchyroll. It would give you pretty much all of the streaming anime that's available and you can you can at least I mean for the for the price of I I think twelve ninety nine a month. Which, it's about Netflix. Yeah, yeah, like your it's parents, ten bucks a month. Yeah, um, your ten, parents will give you ten bucks a month. Um, pay for that with with that money, and then you're you're supporting creators. You're you're supporting the the art form that you care about. And you're getting a good experience, and you're not getting hacked to hell and back. And and those are all important things, and you should totally do it. And I, I will get off my old man soapbox and yield the floor. Well, the thing is, I'm gonna get on that soapbox because I'm gonna tell you that if your parents won't give you ten dollars a month, you can go mow some lawns. And if you can't find any lawns immediately around you to go mow, you can come mow mine because I fucking hate mowing lawns because that's how I got most of my anime with mowing lawns. Uh, so I will pay you ten dollars a month to come over my fucking lawn. So old waves will subsidize younger waves. Yes, is yes. What we're exactly. Saying. It's yes. giving back to the community. I've got I've got ten dollars. You want cartoons? <laughs> mow my lawn. At, at bare minimum, I have a massive library of DVDs and Blu-rays that I have. If you want to watch something, it's legal that way. I'll let you borrow them. Yeah, that was the panel. It's not the. It's all. It was all right, 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 right. You want to watch Hero uh, Aka? Pay ten bucks a month, and yep. then you get it like, and righteously without. Now, admittedly, what's actually interesting about Verve now is that when Verve started, they only had like five channels, yeah. 
Two of them were anime, the rest were a la carte. They've actually dumped a couple of channels, but now everything is included in the combo pack. Right. Um, I was actually, because I, I was re, I was refreshing the final bits of my panel, realized there's more to refresh. Because yeah. this is not how Ver was acting like the friend they first launched. It was different. Yeah. Um, you know, there's also things like Comic Walker and Book Walker, which is Katakawa, actually getting into the whole digital manga game, um, which is pretty recent. But then now I've got to also figure out, because one of the things that people always come up to me every time, and I will have different things I'll now need to look up to see if they're legit or not. The ones I got this year were Anime Social, Kitsu, mm. and Zingbox. Uh, Kitsu. Kitsu is good stuff. I think Kitsu is good stuff because it's more of a, it's kind of like Because.moe where it's a... Uh, yeah, it's it, like, it's kind of a cross between Because.moe and... My Anime uh, List. That's my how the person, anime list, right. That's how the person described it. So I'm going to definitely look at it because I mentioned Because.moe. And unlike just, my Anime List, they, they actually don't support like outright fascism. So please, please go to Kitsu.io. Okay. Anyway. Um, another one where I was Anime Social and Zingbox. I'm not sure about Anime Social because I think it's only on iOS. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure about what that is. That it's only on iOS. Um, but what little I've seen of Zingbox, I hate to tell the people if they're listening to this because I handed out some cards for the awesome cast. It I I, I haven't downloaded it yet, but considering that all this stuff was all just JPEGs of saying how great it is. Oh. It's not a good sign. It's a so, good platform, believe me. That's, that's, right. uh, that's bad. Are you using Box or no, no? No. Okay. I was being sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Because I am going to try it out. I'm going to see about. I'm going to look more into it because uh, one time there was a um, uh, per, a person at one of my panels. He mentioned a thing called Manga Box. And I at first thought it was talking about manga fox. Mm-hmm. Until later our panel was like, I just want to reiterate, I'm not saying manga fox. I'm saying <laughs> manga box. And I went, oh, okay, yeah, I'll really look into this. <laughs> and it's legit. It's made by DNA. Sweet. Um, and it doesn't work. But, uh, oh, that's terrible. Like, as, much, uh, much like Dina's baseball team. Like, well, it's really weird. Like, like, is it theoretically? It's one of those sort of you can they'll they'll chapters of various things. Sometimes in a lot of Japanese, a lot of English that you yeah. just stream onto your phone. And there is one that was called "My Grandpa Stories Can't Be This Weird." Well, that name just sold me on it. Like right then and there, I click on it, and it just gives me a four four page in Japanese. Um, <laughs> so I was like, "Well, dang." Well, I guess um, they couldn't be that weird. But, <laughs> I guess. But man, it Grab makes... The story's it, not fucking found. Also, it, is, it is a guaranteed hit when you get really riled up about your grandpa's stories can't be this weird. You can't watch them. And like, and, and you need some things for them if you're just talking for an hour. <laughs> losing your voice. Because huh. it's a non-stop... Because there's nothing... There's no anime or manga to really break up the you know, the, the format is saying, I'm literally just here to spout information to you. Yeah, we podcasters would never know what that's the case. No. <laughs> well, that's why I have multiple co-hosts. Uh, uh, it's else? to give me time to not talk. To, yeah, refresh the Sp- Like, you know, speaking of that, that was my Friday. What was yours? <laughs> oh, well, Saturday. 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 So, um, our it's Saturday. 3.12. I don't want to hear it in the morning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, our Saturday, um, 
Let's talk about your Saturday because mine's pretty pretty short. Mine's well, it started. Short. It started. Mine wasn't was was similar but different than yours. In that, um, I dropped you off so you can get in line for your first first set of signatures. And then I discovered that hey, everybody brought their car to AWA, and I arrived late. Um, so. I wound up driving all over the place until I parked in the backside of Cumberland Mall. You arrived late, to be fair, because we were on a quest to find a ice chest, and then we were on a, a, a quest to find ice, and then we were on a yeah. quest to actually get to NWA. So, anyway, I got there. Um, I went to get my um, Izetta CD. In case anybody wants to know, I am an Isaiah fan. Um, to get it signed by Bless Four, they were very gracious. Um, I got it signed. He was still in line for his first set of signatures. <sighs> Jesus. Um, so I went off and I bought an Isaiah statue. Came back. He was still in line. <laughs> Signature <laughs> on. He's on getting a, a sense of what your day was. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was where you woke up in the morning. You woke up morning having. Fresh dreams of dancing flails yeah. and turkey legs in your head. Yeah, wow. no, no, totally. I was all about the turkey legs. I, I I spent six hours pretty much standing in line. I, I will say, uh, for our crossover fans, that I don't know how many of those we have, but uh, for those of you that are fans of tabletop gaming and of Triple Roll, Travis Willingham and Laura Bailey are amazingly cool people, and they waited for every single uh, person in line to get their stuff signed, to sign their stuff, so props to them. Anyway, proceed, though. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say that we actually started off the morning not dreaming of flails, but trying to figure out why they were still building our hotel if we were sleeping in. Yeah, they're, build, they're literally building and renovating our hotel while we are staying there. Uh, so if, if you're going to come to AWA, either stay in the Renaissance or stay in the Embassy Suites. Don't do any, Or maybe the Sheraton. Don't do anything else because like it's just a pain in the ass. Don't eh, MTAC at the Music City Sheraton, they were, there were plenty of rooms that were cut off. And you would walk, and if you chose the wrong hallway, they would just be at the end because they were busy renovating that one too. Yeah. So it, it even happens to main hotels. Um, so after you got to watch Jared writhe in agony as he constantly yeah. waited for a lot for for sweet so, sweet autograph release. Yeah. Yes. So after all that, we decided that that we needed to do something sitting down that would take a while. So we went Still off. Eating food. So we went off to the. Uh, we went off after we ate some food. We went off to the, uh, um, to the gaming rooms, and we sat oh, in yes. on a thirty-man Dungeons and Dragons game, which was absolutely crazy. And I played a human fighter and rolled one of the best stats arrays in my life. And because I went to Medieval Times last night and saw a dude use a flail like intelligently, I was like, motherfucking flail, that's what I'm proficient in. Like, absolutely. And it was great. Nice. 
It was very much like uh, the, the GM, as awesome as he was, it was like herding cats. He was doing a great job, but it was herding cats. Well, when you have 30 players, <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah, it's herding cats when you get up to like five or six players. Yeah. I don't want yeah. yeah. to yeah. think about 30. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was crazy. It was kind of like, okay, are you a fighter? Yes. Okay, so you're going to be on this table where all the fighters are. Are you a spellcaster? Okay, you guys are going to go over there. Are you a rogue or ranger? You're going to be in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, it was really fun, but oh my god. Like, imagine, imagine having to wait through all of that. It was, it was great. Also, you could do any alignment you wanted, so it was like, you'd have people that were really nice and good and... And for anime fans, very Parn-like, if I was going back to the Ooh, last war. war. Um, and then the opposite end, you'd have a necromancer in the party. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you do anything else, Drew, or are you... I was panels today, and it was great. Uh, so before you and I hit the convention panel, uh, I went to a Japanese car culture panel. Okay. Uh, which I try and make it a point every few years to walk into something that I have va- a vaguely passing interest in, um, and Japanese cars are one of those passing interests. Right. Uh, and it was not totally a Itasha like here are pictures of cars with anime characters painted on them. Woo! Like this guy like knew his stuff uh, as far as mechanics, as mm-hmm. far as modifications. Uh, as far as, like, culture and, like, all of the different, like, subcultures of car fandom, and he had goofy videos of Bosasoku cars and motorcycles and trucks and shit like that that so I was... He also believed that the Trano A86 is the king of all cars, or... He does not. Uh, the, he, he respects the 86 for what it is, but, uh... He said that he is formerly a Honda guy, and he is now, I think, a Subaru guy. So, did, did he um, go into anything about the uh, trucker culture? Yeah. So, so yeah. He, he talked about. Um, I think they called them decorato. Yeah. Which yes. are the yeah, yeah. The trucks with the neon lights. Yeah. And, yeah. and I happened to see one when I was on vacation in Japan. Bitchin. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh. Double vision because it was a huge airbrush of Kenshiro from Fist of North Star. Oh, <laughs> <That's> my <laughs> son, uh, right? You are already trucked. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> but me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, he, yeah. He, again, he talked about like all the different things and uh, he talked about how, like, how Bosuzuk, who started on motorcycles and moved to cars and just got even more ridiculous from there, and uh, Decorato with the, with the semis. Um, Bosuzuku are fascinating. They are, and it's even more fascinating when you think, like, they went from motorcycles to cars to Vespas. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you've never seen a Vespa with huge neon lights and fucking, like, nine-feet-tall mufflers... Um, just go to Ikebukuro and you'll you'll see it. <laughs> or go to uh, like 
Harajuku, like, after the robot show is going on. Or a fucking rotting industrial town like Kurume. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that panel was, like, tons of fun. Um, I went to uh, a Dave Merrill panel uh, called At the Movies, where he... Oh, yeah, I cut, like, the first, like, 20 minutes of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he chronicled uh, Japanese cartoons released in American theaters between 1960 and 1990. Um, and it was all of the Dave Merrill fanfare that you get out of something like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it, it was tons of fun. It was very informative. Uh, and then after... That it was hanging out with people and going to dinner and more hanging out. Alright, Jeff, what'd you do? Uh I did a lot of the things that were previously mentioned, like panels. I it was today was a blur because most of my line uh, well, most of my time today was spent in a line. However, I also checked out the tabletop gaming room, specifically the uh aforementioned uh, Magic uh, and other collectible card game rooms, so... Uh, oh, Fire Hazard. The Fire Hazard, indeed, indeed. <laughs> uh, at least it's all its own little room now, you know? Indeed. <laughs> but I also caught... It makes this, it much easier to burn, really. Yeah. I caught <laughs> a demo of the Final Fantasy four, uh, Not Final fourteen, but, like, Final Fantasy card game, which I'm not sure if it was, like, like a Weiss Cruz uh, type deal. It's, like, just... Or Weiss Schwartz, excuse me. Weiss Schwartz deal, like, where it's not really mainstream or whatever, but it looked kind of cool. Um, and then I stood in lines and, like, meandered in a few panels. That's about it. That's the, what I did. The Final Fantasy game isn't just uh, Triple Triad, right? It's, no, no, it's, no. It's, no. A, it's, 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 a, it's a collectible card game. It's a CCG, yes. It's not Triple Triad as much as I wish it were. I, I, <laughs> I felt like that was something that was worth asking. No, for sure. Go to the order. Is this, no, it's is very this complicated. Like, is this like the latest expansion of Annie Mayhem? Oh, oh god! Oh god! Really? No. Oh. It looked like that. Pretty big. I had you know, fantastic grandparents on anime. It looked like big eyes, small mouth. Uh, 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 yeah, Annie yeah. Mayhem was but, really well but, balanced. Put some big eyes, small mouth. I eventually. Tabletop session. It's okay. I'm, I'm sure. digging up these references to dig my own grave. <laughs> it's uh, cool. Uh, until <laughs> until Dragon Ball Z came along, Anime Ham was extremely well balanced, and I and then Dragon Ball Z came along, and then Dragon Ball Z came along, and then Farmer with Shotgun was cooler than Fuck all yeah. the fucking lightsabers yeah. with their fucking power armor on. Okay, yeah, no. Farmer with Shotgun. Yeah, for you newer which was in in common parlance terms. Bullshit. It was yeah, I remember yeah. back in the day, Agreed. me and Kevin would be playing off during operas. We were backstage waiting for the chorus to go sing. Uh, that's where we played our anime you know, games. And I was, I was barely. This is very similar to the Star Trek collectible card game. Oh, that's shit. exactly <laughs> what the Final Fantasy will look like, except more complicated. Nice. <laughs> 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 and, and 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 I I am currently going through a bout where I am like terribly interested in playing a collectible card game, so I'm trying very hard to stay away from a collectible card game because pretty much if I could find anybody that would play a collectible card game with me, I would be playing that collectible. I'll play Magic game. with you. I mean Fire Hazard with you. Fuck you, Jeff. Don't do that to me. <laughs> All right. I love you, man, but don't do that to me. 
So that was Saturday. We're gonna take a quick break, and then we're back on Sunday. recording this at 3.24 in the morning on Sunday. So, so far, it's been pretty good. Did a podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. First, first, first scoop yeah. of Sunday right here. Yeah. Um, awesome. I know that and I, and I think y'all are also doing the uh, VIP. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Fuck so yeah. So, we need to meet up like beforehand. Yeah. yeah. When is this happening? Uh, 245. The VIP. That's what the VIP. Oh, yes. I must enter this. I, I, have, I have $10 ready. I'm just going to do it. We're all... Yeah. Well, that's the, the general admission. That's, that's a general... That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Anywho, uh, that's, that's, that, that seems to be very exciting. I definitely had to buy the Final Fantasy soundtrack in the dealer's room. And he goes, this is for the concert, isn't it? I'm like, yes. <laughs> you are right. correct. Got it in one. Good job. You brought this for a good reason. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, up. and to... I feel horrible because I, I know the composer is more well known for Tactics and Twelve, but I have not played them and yet. Val, and Valkyria Chronicles, which is an amazing. Okay, I haven't played that either. God but I know he's again. doing the music for Return to Evilies, which is the new Twenty Four Man Raiden Fourteen. Let's do it. <laughs> but anyways, that's going to be Sunday, so we're we are going to take a break, and then we're going to come back with final thoughts as of right now. We'll be right back. Atlanta 23 in 2017. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. I've, I've had a lot of fun. This was, mm. a, this was a really good con this year. In spite of all the issues that we've mentioned earlier. And cons are always one of those things where you're going to have your ups, your downs, your, yeah, that was cool, or, oh, man, what did they do? That was stupid. I mean, that that's that's all cons. Yeah. That's all people going to cons. Yep, as long you as know. the highs beat the lows, it's a right. good con. I, I really have enjoyed this uh, con, and uh, to me, AWA is always kind of more of a uh, social catching up with people in the South con, in the fandom, reconnecting with them, and kind of reinvigorating myself into your head, so... Uh, very, very happy to have had the opportunity to do that and, and 
looking forward uh, to the coming months. I will say, at this point in time, I'm going to get fairly angry. Frickin' Nutwood and Kevin and Gerald go to this con. You stupid bosses, you suck. All right, I'm good. We miss you, Gerald. <laughs> and Kevin. Kevin. We miss you. We also miss Kevin and Gerald. Like, it really sucks, because they were both really looking forward to seeing Maeda. And mm. it's, ugh. Lame. All right, anyways, that was... Anyway's fine. Anyway's great. I'm really mad at the bosses. Right. That's, um, yeah, that's not AWA's fault. It's no. capitalism's fault. Yeah. 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 Alright, Jeff. Fuck you, capitalism. Um, I think the biggest shot I have is the talent they keep bringing every year so far for the past four or five years, both voice talent and otherwise, especially the concerts. Like, where else in the Southeast can you find these concerts. This is one yeah. of the best J-pop concert years that AWA has had. Ever. Ever. Yeah. yeah. Pos- uh, pretty much, uh, maybe of all time. Like, this is really good. This the year. way I see it, I could spend, you know, $1,400 to go to Japan and maybe, maybe catch a concert there. Yeah. Maybe. Or, pay the access to entry here, hotel costs, and see it live here. It's fantastic. And this year is Great. Yeah. I, I will say the caveat could be if you're like me and you're picky about that. <coughs> right. Right. You know, Dalco is someone who's, like, I'm not familiar with her. Mm. Uh, the Four Brothers, I'm not oh, super familiar with them. Four siblings, yeah. Oh, Four Siblings, yeah. Plus four. Uh, like, I'm not super familiar with them, but, like, a year or two ago, I saw Shonen Knife. And yes. uh, I yeah. fucking yeah. love yeah. Shonen Knife. Shonen Garnelia. Yeah, it's something that it, you look for to see oh, who's playing yes. rather than like, oh, well, I'm going to go here and whatever whatever's playing, I'm going to go. Yeah. Dalco like, solidified me needing to come this year. Yeah. So it, it's definitely, look to see who's coming. Yeah. I agree. Last two or three years, definitely, the musical guests in particular have been on a continental level. The, the last couple of years, the guests they've gotten musically have been as good as any North American anime convention would get. It, yeah. It's honestly yeah. kind of interesting because I go Otakon, they get, I want to call me more mainstream, but it's, it's all the acts that you kind of expect a, a big con to get. Jam, yeah. Jam Project, Blood yeah. and Seal, right. Team Revolution. Team Revolution. Right. 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 Yeah, right. yeah, people right. that have like very strong all the you know, very mainstream success in Japan and yeah. a very strong anime fan following in, in the US. Like a lot of any right. song artists. Yeah. yeah not yeah. not saying that Dalco isn't, but Right, well, yeah, but right. Delco is like TM Revolution, exactly. where Delco does a theme on an anime. Right. Yeah. TM Revolution was doing songs that were featured in anime. Yes. Yeah, like relative to. It's different than Jam Project. Yes. Little, yeah. You know, a little bit, but I'm splitting hairs. But, you know, but Delco's like have a new find. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, right. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, they grabbed yeah. her early, and yeah. like, you really don't hear the. You're really your Teddy Lloyd as a. Right. Yeah. yeah. The thing, or even like Blast Four again. It's a it's sort of a, oh, oh snap! Like they they hopped onto this train right as it was coming out of the onto the tracks. Like yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. Whereas you know, right. 
like Otakon and like AAX are grabbing like well, AAX is grabbing like the freaking you know the the, the super monsters, but name as being one of them that oh, even I wish even oh. anime Boston or, they uh, tend to pick up uh, they they tend to pick up singers that are already well known for. Well, yeah, yeah. also like it was like Momo Clover Z was at AX. Yeah, Momo Clover like like Lisa as like, well. Like the, yeah. gi- the like the giant monsters of, of, of things. Yeah. yeah. Whereas you know, uh, this is you know, I'm not saying that you know the Bless Four and Teddy Gore. Yeah, that they're not they're just as good, but I would have never thought about it. Right. Yeah. You know that yeah, was exactly. You know, so someone out there on the 80 boy thing they're on point for really being able to pay attention to what's getting the kids as fast as possible mm-hmm. but I special shout out to Hana Fugetsu as well that oh was an interesting God, set yes. like, mm-hmm. like AWA is really good about getting Japanese musical acts that will be either very big in a pop sense in a year or two or something like Hanafugetsu, where they're, they'll be playing at the 2020 Olympics, and we will be all watching NBC and watching them play on TV. And it, it's going to be really big to, to see them do that. And I, I feel like AWA is sort of the one of the stages that uh, big-time talent hits before. Before they hit something like an AX or an Otakon. So, I, I think the quality of the musical talent, in particular at AWA, has just gotten so much better uh, from the olden days where, well, there wasn't any. I kind of wonder if this is a really weird offshoot from them getting like interesting, high profile fashion guests that interests me absolutely nothing at all. Yeah. But there is a sect of folks that that's a really neat thing, yeah. Yeah. and that is and that is a niche that I think only eighty boy really. Yes. Yeah. I you know, yeah. and I just kind of wonder if that's the same scouting potential that's sort of yeah. entering. I, I don't know. I. Um, I mean, I think it's it's a little bit of that, but I think it's also a little bit of other shows have done big concert-like right. things, right? You know, you're hosting Lark and Seal, you're hosting Tino Revolution, you're hosting these other notable acts or whatever. You know, is can AWA scale at a rate that right. we can get a smaller act to do a great performance and, and catch them on the rise? Yeah. Uh, you know, in the same way that we're doing a lot of the Japanese fashion Right. Yeah, absolutely. Stuff like the, the yeah. How did you do? Sure. Bullshit. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've yammered on plenty, uh, long enough, at this point. I'm not looking at the time codes, but I'm pretty sure it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's a, long. It's don't long. do don't do that to yourself. It'll just scare you. Um, no, it'll just scare my wonderful wife. Um, or annoy her. I'm not sure which. We love um, you. So, anyways, <laughs> thank you guys. MVP. Thank you guys for coming, talking, chatting until 3.30 plus in the morning. Uh, thank you for listening. Holy crap, I can't believe you're still listening. Uh, normally, uh, do the Oscast plugs, but yeah, you listen. You know where we are. Keep listening. Um, uh, again, please check out Old Talk Radio and 
podcast renditions. And thanks to Doug and Jeff for being roommates at the at the con. Yeah, thank you. Um, and thanks to Anna for editing. Our theme song is done by DJ Navito. Good night. <laughs>